Everyone is sweating Tom Brady. Did you see the video? He's, he's, uh, he's, it's, it's from his, uh, his, his uh, documentary, right? Okay. And, and he gives his son a kiss. And it's, you know, it's sweet. And it's, it's, on the, it's a mouth kiss, right? Okay. Lip kiss. Everyone's sweating him, bro. Is that too much? Is that just family love? This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, G. Simon. I'm Harrison. What's cracking there, Harrison? Uh, you know. That's one of those. Malaise on we. <laughs> aren't, you know. you going, aren't you going on like a vacation Baguette. or something? Um... Yeah. You go, are you tomorrow. leaving tonight or tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. What, what, what's going on with out. that? I'm all freaked out. I always get freaked out before I, before I, before I fly anywhere. Well, that's what I was saying. Uh, you're, you're kind of acting very ooh, frenetic today. Man, yeah. A lot of anxiety. I can feel the anxiety. It's yeah. palpable. Yeah. Um, is it because you have to, you're just freaking out about like just the whole rigmarole of going to the airport? Yeah. And all much. that? Yeah. And getting on a plane and Everything. having your ticket, boarding pass and all yeah. that shit. Getting my cat dealing with that that situation you know it's a whole thing stressful so, yeah very stressful out of the, uh, out of the I just, routine it's something about it is like um like i like being other places but the, actually traveling there like i feel like the process of getting to the airport takes like a year off my life i don't know what it is it's just something about it for days before i go anywhere i'm like ah you find out at lax yeah yeah that's even makes it even worse yeah yeah because yeah, they can go to burbank burbank's one of the just an awesome small that's why celebrities I know, I know. fly out of burbank because it's a tiny airport you go there but, but you it gotta costs three hundred dollars extra yeah you got to transfer and you got transfer yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so but whereas lax it's a direct flight it's cheaper mm. like the cheapo airlines like mm. spirit fly mm. out of lax right. are you flying spirit yeah oh man it's my first time and i'm not uh, it's the worst yeah you you want to know why how you know Spirit's the worst airline of them all? How do you know? Their hubs in Detroit, the worst city of them all. Okay, <laughs> it's like fucking Spirit's hub is Detroit, mm. Michigan. Yeah. Who the fuck goes to Detroit? All I know is it was like, oh, cool, this is real cheap, hooray! And then it's like, oh, you want to check a bag? That's a hundred dollars. <laughs> and your firstborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Spirit's the worst. Yeah. There, I would say Spirit, and then maybe Frontier right above them. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much bottom-of-the-barrel airlines. But, hey, they, they might get you there in one piece. I heard yeah. they, like, buy a lot of planes that, like, United's, you know, United and Delta are like, oh, these planes are too old to fly. Let's sell them to Spirit. Mm. So it's kind of like that, that Great. kind of situation. Cool. <laughs> Just to make, to make you, you know, yeah. feel at ease here. Mm. Um, you know what's funny? Uh, so when I returned from my trip from uh, Memphis and Nashville last weekend, right when we get to the airport, we land, took Southwest. I actually mm. kind of like Southwest. Southwest doesn't charge you for a bag. 
You okay. check a bag, they're the only airline that doesn't charge you for a bag. So as a Jewish man, I'm like, you know, Southwest, you know, big ups to you. Yeah. Fist bump. Um, but anyway, I was getting my bag out. We get down to, to the, the baggage carousel. Mm-hmm. And there's just this dude. I don't even know if he was homeless. He's just passed out right on the ground underneath the bench. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of standing around like, what, what's wrong with this guy? I thought he was dead. And a couple of people, someone poked him with like a stick. Like, I don't know if he had, like, a cane. He just yeah. kind of poked him. And the guy sort of moved. And then, like, uh, airport security came over, and they're like, I don't even know what to do about the guy. They tried to wake him up, but the guy just was not moving. Yeah. So um, I was just like, ah, oh, it's good to be back in L.A., you know? <laughs> it's LAX. Yeah. You just pass out on the floor yeah. underneath a bench waiting for your baggage. It takes forever. It takes that long to get your bag. You just pass out. Yeah, I, I met a, a guy earlier this week who said he was the son of Martin Luther King Jr.'s bodyguard. <laughs> and I was random. like, yeah, and I was like, it took all of my fortitude to not be like, well, he should have done a better job. Or like, you know, I'm glad he got fired or what, you know, whatever, to make a smart ass remark. It was really hard <laughs> to not do it. Yeah, he could have jumped in front of the bullet. Yeah. I mean, part of it was because it wasn't a good idea. And part of it was just because I couldn't figure out what, what which won't be funnier you know like I, it's hard so yeah. it's like yeah hell of a bodyguard yeah uh you know what when we were in memphis we went to the lorraine hotel which that's a civil rights museum now mm. the actual hotel you can go to the room mm. stand right where martin luther king said when he got shot did you and they have a big wreath you know uh we didn't we didn't have time but we mm. stood across the street and i took a picture of it okay because it was like you know uh it's like an hour tour or something mm. yeah. and i wanted to go but we were just running out of time so i was yeah. like i just want to see it yeah so we went down there to see it it's like a and selfie station now kind of i mean yeah, yeah it's yeah. like i think people are probably just well yeah. i don't know it's kind of bad taste but but it's in a sketchy ass area mm. of town Got in it. fact memphis is rather sketchy all in all huh. uh but i find it funny i don't know is it was it chris rock or dave Chappelle that said like any martin luther king jr boulevard in chris any rock. city yeah it was just like one of the most mm. dangerous streets in the city mm. it's exactly like this even mm. though it wasn't martin luther king jr boulevard it's like you're on you're at the fucking hotel the civil mm. rights museum where we shot and i was i was walking around like wow this is kind of sketchy mm. you know uh, but yeah memphis is kind of like that which is quite the opposite from nashville um good trip all in all it was fun wackerly came with his missus okay. it was kind of fun yeah i haven't been on a trip with wackerly in god a long time mm. um he's a difficult one to travel with because he's just surly about everything but I know he had a good time, and we well partially because we were drunk probably for about three quarters of it. Okay, a lot of drinking in uh, Tennessee. Bars are open till three a.m. Yeah. It's by city. Yeah. So in Nashville, it's like three a.m. or or sometimes when patrons leave, mm. so it could be open till six. It's like a whole like strip of like honky tonk bars. Um, it was cool. You get country music hall of fame and all that, but it's very like Nashville's very white. I mean, it's just, it's kind of like a lot of white tourists going there with cowboy hats and, Mm. you know, doing that. But when you get out of Nashville and you go to Memphis, that's where all the black people live. I see. And it's it's kind of sketchy. Hmm. Um, We ended up going to, uh, going to Graceland, which I would say is a, it's a life fulfilling experience. Something I've wanted to do for, for years. Okay. I actually wanted to go to Graceland since I was like an eight year old. And so it was kind of, you know, for me, it was like one of those uh, bucket list items, I yeah. suppose. It sounds 
make a cliche here. But yeah, it was one of those like life fulfilling goals to go check out Graceland. And I got to say, it wasn't to finger bang someone in a diaper. That wasn't, your, <laughs> that wasn't on your bucket list. That's number two. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, man. One an day, adult. One an day adult, I'll get there. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not talking about a child. I'm making a reference to an early. <laughs> Never mind. Great throwback there, you yeah, pedophile. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a finger bang an infant. Jesus. No, I'm an adult. It's what about the people who haven't listened to last week's babies. episode? Okay, fair enough. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to last week's episode when we're talking about adult babies. You know, They're about to call the yeah, FBI yeah. right now and be like, there's this podcast of pedophile, this guy yeah. who's on it, yeah. just like he's endorsing the NAMBLA. Mm. Um, anyway, no, it, yeah, that's, that is on the bucket list, but an adult female wearing a diaper um but yeah so i want to go to graceland i always want to go to graceland Mm -hmm. and uh we ended up finally achieving that thank you my thanks my sister and wackerly for uh for allowing that to happen enabling me there um it's weird Mm -hmm. it's definitely um different than what i expected partially because on the way there we're in this lift and the guy's like telling us like hey you know what this neighborhood's extremely dangerous. So just go to Graceland, stick with the tour, mm. you know, the tour on the tour bus, mm. maybe go to a couple of stores. Don't walk around the neighborhood. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, I don't think Elvis would oh, yeah. be living there anymore. So it's just a dangerous area of Memphis. Yeah. And so you go there and like, you got to take a bus to his house and you go to his house and the house is actually kind of small yeah. compared to like Beverly Hills mansions. But for the time, I mean, it's been there since like the fifties. Um, and you see, like, these homes butt up to the, the gates of Memphis. Like, there's other houses that you could be like, that's Elvis's neighbor, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And these homes look like they cost, like, 30 grand. Okay. Just sketchy. Yeah, Dangerous yeah. and run down. Um, but Graceland, actually, I mean, it's quite beautiful. Guy had a very, I guess, unique sense of style. Right. <laughs> see, each room just had a different theme. It's mostly his mom who just, who decorated the house. Hmm. Um, and then another interesting thing. Did Elvis, his mom outlive him? Uh, no, his grandmother did though. Okay. Hmm. Uh, his grandmother and his father outlived him. Right. His grandmother outlived everybody. Yeah. Um, but she's you know, it's interesting. Alive, I heard. No, she's, she's, yeah. but Priscilla's still alive. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting though, Elvis had a stillborn twin brother who's also buried at Graceland. Oh. So you can go to the grave. You can see Elvis's grave. What was can, his name? I forget. I don't know. Hmm. Like something Southern. Mar- um, Marvis. <laughs> Marvis, Marvis, ladies Mar- and gentlemen, Marvis Presley. <laughs> but you can see the, yeah. the the infant's grave, his grandmother's yeah. grave, his mother and father, and then Elvis. Elvis mm. is buried in between his grandmother and his dad. Mm. Okay, and you can go there and uh, and like you know sit in the meditation area by the by the grave, mm. and uh, see all that. Um, I was wondering the whole time. I'm like, God, I wonder if my sister's gonna get diarrhea at Graceland. Yeah, she did. She, yeah, she, right by Elvis. She almost in Elvis's racquetball court. How often does she get diarrhea? Uh, just every day, multiple times a day. you ever see those signs that they have to have at pools now where it's like, if you've had diarrhea in the last 14 days, you can't go in the pool. <laughs> she's not allowed to go in public pools. Yeah, yeah. She, she's Although I don't think she usually goes to public pools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they even have banned her from oceans. Ah, so diarrhea yeah. attracts sharks. Right. Yeah. And you don't want you know, people to get attacked. Um, but anyway, the weirdest thing about going to Graceland is like now, so you can go tour the house and then now they have a museum that you can pay actually to go check out all this shit and his cars and all that. But if the whole time you're going through there, you can see all his jumpsuits, all these, you know, sundry pictures of Elvis, not one picture of fat Elvis. Now, wait a second. Are you implying that sharks are coprophagic animals? Eh, you know, I think it's because there's a lot of Taco Bell in my sister's uh, feces. Okay. And the sharks love Taco Bell. 
We're going to get a lot of angry calls from <laughs> sharks now. <laughs> Fuck you, D. Simon. I don't eat feces. Ah, I'm going to eat you. All right. Um, well, but anyway, go yeah. go back to Graceland here. A little divergence. I'm just thinking about um, sharks now. I, I'm like, you know, I'm like the president. That's why Trump hates sharks. I know. They, they eat a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so with Graceland, if you walk through there, you would think mm. that Elvis led this idyllic life. Like he was at a beautiful marriage, had a loving daughter, a loving mm. father. They're all living at Graceland. You know, he was skinny for the rest of his life till he died, a tragic death of a heart attack. Mm. Not one mention of drug abuse. Not one mention of domestic violence. Mm. Not even a single picture of obese, fat Elvis. Yeah. Which is just kind of funny. I'm like, wow, this is like some revisionist history going on here. It's weird because, you know, I've been to the, the Richard Nixon Presidential Library and Museum and they have a whole Watergate section. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you know, so. although uh, in Berlin, if you go to Germany, there's no like they have Holocaust museums, but they don't yeah. have like, you know, this is a Nazi museum. This is all the cool uniforms we used yeah, to wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of like, wow, they really glossed over all the cool parts of Elvis's life. You mm -hmm. know, when he was just taking a shitload of drugs in Vegas mm -hmm. and shoot, you know, shooting TV sets and just mm -hmm. banging all these chicks. Yeah. I mean, he was only married to Priscilla for like five years, mm -hmm. six years, I think. And, and most of that time, he was still like on tour begging chicks. Yeah. You know, and then later in like the rest of his life, his parents lived at Graceland and he just lived in the International Hotel in Vegas mm. and just hung out with his crew called the Memphis Mafia, just a bunch of army buddies and friends. And they just like did tons of drugs, mm. shot off a bunch of guns. Like the, the hotel said they're cool with him shooting whatever he wanted to. Hmm. So he would just, there were bullet holes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Now Elvis would have been a lot of fun to hang out, you know, with later in life. It was weird. Um, I remember one point when I was a kid, I had to stay home from school because I was sick. And so it was like my mom was watching Oprah or something. And Oprah did like a two day long special about like the death of Elvis and how it affected people. And the day, and, uh, and I was just, so every now and then I think back on it, I'm like, man, she just knows like what middle-aged white woman white women want to fucking watch tv about you know what i mean yeah no she's tapped she into that fuck about it you know what i mean like i was like i mean she might but eh, i, I wonder know. how many do you think like the younger generation really gives a shit about all this i mean i think he's an icon there's there was a kid this 10 mm. year old kid who was with his dad that was just decked out in like an elvis jumpsuit and his hair and everything i was like that's pretty cool mm. but i think uh most people they couldn't give a shit about elvis <laughs> probably can't even name any songs you know, one time I was in, I was in a um, well, not around he, not in like the the, not people with cosmopolitan biases to, <laughs> to to quote Stephen Miller, um, but I remember one time I was like at this like fucking side of the road shithole store in West Virginia, because I was like, oh my god, cigarettes are three dollars, I gotta stop here and get, and there was like this enormous woman waiting in line where they're like her, fucking you know hayseed son you know in line with me and the kid looks at me and he looks at his mom he's like hey ma he got hair like elvis presley and i'm like what the hell is going on here so there are parts of america where yes yes sir well i think especially in like yeah. the south yeah. people revere elvis right. still even as a god but i mean how's elvis presley gonna compete with i don't know cardi b or whatever or you know migos you know right? yeah you're not you're not gonna do it what was kind of funny is Wackerly and uh, his his uh, missus was super into Elvis. She was mm -hmm. really stoked about it. But Wackerly's like not a museum guy. That mm -hmm. dude just like 
goes through it as fast as possible so he can get to the bar. Yeah. Whereas uh, my girlfriend needs to read every fucking plaque, every mm. single plaque that's mm. there. So it's like a museum will be a four-hour yeah. experience. I'm kind of in the middle. It's like I want to check some stuff out, take some pictures, right. but I also want to drink. You know, but it, but like Wackerly was just at the he. I guess he was all pissed off because they were like waiting at the bar for us for like mm. two hours. Yeah. And my sister's kind of like, she didn't give a shit. She was having fun. She's like, mm. whatever. Mm. But yeah, he was all kind of annoyed about it. Um, I, I got to say, the it, if you ever do make it to Memphis, obviously go to Graceland because it's cool. But Sun Studio, that was an amazing experience. Okay. Yeah, you get to actually go to the studio and you go on a tour. It's only a couple of rooms, but you can sit, you can actually hold the microphone that Johnny Cash sang I Walk the Line in where he first recorded that song. Where Elvis recorded "That's All Right," you know the first song. It's it's pretty amazing. You sit at the piano. Mm-hmm. Jerry Lee Lewis played "Great Balls of Fire" on. So it it is that I'd say was like the highlight of the trip. But all in all, it was a good time. Um, one thing I gotta say though, like I am, you know, my my parents. So when my father was first starting out as a rabbi, mm-hmm. he had that. I was born in Monroe, Louisiana, and then we lived in Florida, and then we lived in Alabama for a bit. I am so thankful that we got the fuck out of that area. Okay. I moved to South Africa and mm. I grew up elsewhere. I couldn't imagine having a Southern accent. Uh, you don't necessarily have a Southern accent. No, but know? I couldn't imagine having oh, oh, one. Oh, I see. I like, see. That, that, like, you know, on women, just being in the South, on women, I actually find it kind of sexy. Right. Like you see a, girl, a sexy girl, you know, and she's like, hey, y'all, like, mm. she's got that voice. It's like, oh, it's kind of a sexy accent, but on dudes... It just sounds like you just like were huffing spray paint outside. Right. Yeah. You just sound like a yokel. And I just, I couldn't imagine like me just like, how do y'all like, like I'm obviously exaggerating it, but just that, that no offense to people out there with Southern accents, but too you late. guys kind of sound late. like you've been huffing a lot of spray paint, right. maybe some gasoline, you know? Please, the people, the kids these days, they huff, uh, you know, uh, computer cleaner. Who knows? Keyboard. I'm, I'm not sure. But spray. women, Southern women, no. I love that. I think it's a really sexy accent. I really do. Um, but yeah, it was, a good, it was a good time. And uh, thank you all the people that are giving me yeah, birthday wishes. I've been posting some. I got some more funny pictures to post. I didn't really get that many pictures of Wackerly. Mainly because he just fucking bolted through the museum and just went straight to the bar. Hmm. How long were you there for? I think four days. Okay. You know, it was it was a good time. Oh. Probably won't go back. You know, and, you know, Wait, no what are you going to go back to. for? Yeah, exactly. No real reason to. You're going to go to the Sun Sphere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we saw most. You know, there, yeah. you, in uh, Nashville, there's actually a fucking Parthenon. Like, there's a rec... A, like, a, they rebuilt, like, a, a recreation of the, the uh, fucking Parthenon. I love that shit. Which is weird. You know, in Virginia, Why? they have a replica of Stonehenge made out of foam called Foamhenge. Foamhenge? It's dope. <laughs> it's real dope. And yeah. they also threw in a wizard just to fuck with people. They're just like, it's, it's a perfect replica of Stonehenge. And here's a fucking wizard. You know? That's so fucking weird. Yeah. That is fucking weird. So. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people were wishing me birthday wishes. One guy posted my Facebook page. He's like, hey, D. And uh, he included a link to this article we're about to talk about. He's like, why don't you bring... Uh, your cats as an emotional support animals on the plane. And I was just thinking, mm. why would you ever do that? Yeah. Do people, you know, and I, and I was wondering, I was like, do people actually do that? Do people bring, I know they bring dogs on the plane, but would people bring a fucking cat on the plane? Most cats don't travel well. They My don't cat, like to travel. It is a know? hellish experience yeah, yeah. to go to the veterinarian. That's 10 minutes away. Yeah. 
I couldn't imagine being on like a three-hour flight with a cat. I had to drive my cat somewhere today. I have like PTSD, you know. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's real bad. I mean, is your cat is your cat one of those cats that like, you know, they they cry about it and then eventually just sort of just sort of growl and they're just upset, or do yeah. they just keep crying the whole way? Uh, they'll they'll he'll or she'll you know pipe up every now and then and then stop and then start again and then you know. So. See the the black cat Hecubus. Mm. He never. He doesn't really say much ever. Like you never really hear. He's a very quiet cat. But even then, you know, he'll voice his disapproval. He'll be upset for a bit. But then he just kind of like sits there and deals with it. That white cat won't shut the fuck up. The whole twenty minutes, just wow, wow, just the whole twenty minutes. It's well, that awful. cat never shuts the fuck up. Ah, uh, dude, but I couldn't yeah. imagine being on a plane. Mm. Like I fucking sit. I I hate sitting next to a yeah. baby on the plane. Yeah. So anyway, this guy posted this, and I was thinking, like, who the fuck would bring a cat on a plane? The flight back. From we had a, a change of planes in uh, uh, in Texas yeah. from Houston back to L.A. Someone fucking had a cat mm. in a cat carrier, and they're seeing two rows in front of us. And I was like, "This is insane! Yeah. How the fuck do you, can you bring a cat on the plane?" It was it was uh, bad. It was worse than the baby that was like a few rows ahead. The cat, like maybe for the first forty minutes was like crying the whole time. People were pretty upset. But oh, then it, really? On the, uh, yeah. You know, then I don't know if they gave it a sedative or whatever, but then it just kind of calmed down. If I, I had to bring my cat on a plane once, if I had to do that again, I would drug the fucking cat. <laughs> I would go to the vets and I'd be like, what do you got that I can drug this cat with that won't kill it? You know? Because you can I, do that. Well, yeah. What, what, what's fucking, can't you give it a cat, tra- special K? Yeah. Is special there like K- cat, cat tranquilizer? Cat tranquilizer, yeah. Or cat Xanax or know? something. Yeah, whatever. I mean, Jesus. So anyway, the article that uh, the dude uh, sent us here. Um, this happened uh, just this past weekend on a flight from Newark to Los Angeles. Someone Ugh. tried to bring on an emotional support peacock mm-hmm. on the plane. A fucking peacock. Mm. Like, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, who's gonna fucking bring on a peacock? It wasn't even in a cage. They're walking it. Mm. It's this, and to make matters worse, this person's like this uh, fucking avant-garde artist named uh, Ventico, and Ventico's kind of like her her parrot is mm. sort of famous in the uh, neighborhood of Bushwick. She's got a parrot too, or not parrot? Fucking oh. peacock. Okay. The peacock is famous in this uh, neighborhood of Bushwick. I mean, in fact, the the peacock's name is Dexter. It has an Instagram page with more followers than both you and I times like three. It's fucking insane. Huh. Um, and so uh, the, the you artist... Know what, well, you know why she's flying L.A., right? Probably putting in commercials or something? Probably to move here, because everyone from New York has oh, been yeah. moving here in the last probably, like, two years. And she's probably going to walk her peacock around yeah. here. Uh-huh. Ah, it's the worst. In my neighborhood. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. probably to Los Feliz, probably yep. your hood. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, she tried to get the... Uh, she tried to board the flight... And even bought a ticket for the peacock. Mm. And United Airlines wasn't having it. They're just like, no, uh, the bird does not meet the guidelines for a number of reasons, including its weight and size. And it's a fucking peacock. Like a fucking big ass motherfucking. Could you imagine sitting on the plane? I don't even like seeing next to overweight people. Yeah, no. Like even, no, I'm not talking obese. I'm talking just like a 40 pound overweight person. (laughs) Yeah. You know, or a dude in shorts. That I can't stand. Yeah. A tall guy in shorts. Yeah. It's like wear some fucking dockers or something on a plane. I don't want your sweaty man, hairy man legs touching my leg. (laughs) It's disgusting. Yeah, it's really not good. But I could imagine being on a plane and a fucking peacock sitting next to me. And an artist that's like, did you see a picture of this artist? I did. Ventico. Yeah. 
God. It's, it's like uh, it was like yeah that's I'm glad I don't live in Brooklyn anymore you know but I don't have to because they're all coming here you know <laughs> so it's whatever. so uh, there are pictures yeah. that were showing up where Dexter the Peacock was perching on a luggage cart um, they also showed the picture of the uh, the artist ushering the door the the peak walking through the doors of the airport with a peacock on her shoulder okay yeah um, so apparently. The reason this became big news is because a number of airlines recently have been uh, implementing stricter rules for emotional support animals. So I think it's kind of a scam. I think there's like a bit of a, a scam here where people pretend to be disabled just to sneak their pets onto a plane or claiming that their animals are trained to help only to have the fucking things lose their shit like halfway through the flight and like bite people or right. fucking defecate all over the floor. That happened with a pig apparently. Yeah, and the, yeah. and dogs. It happens yeah. to a lot of dogs. But I think the the thing is, there's this debate between what constitutes a service animal versus an emotional support animal. <laughs> so, like a service animal yeah. is like those dogs that we, you know, they're saying like, you know, they, they they're trained to do things for blind people, yeah. or for disabled people. <laughs> Whereas an emotional support animal, like you have your your cat, Risk is an emotional support cat. It's true. Yeah. You know, why do you have an emotional support cat? Uh, well, because when I got this cat, which wasn't really intentional, I was a f- found this cat in a, like a parking lot. Uh, my lease doesn't allow pets, but I realize it's California, so it's like you, it's a hippie state, so you can be like, oh, it's not a pet, it's an emotional support, support animal. animal. Go yeah. fuck yourself. You so know? many people do that. Yeah. Um, they do, especially a lot of places will allow cats, but they won't allow dogs. Mm. But like so many, uh, especially a lot of people in LA, they have those little dogs. So it's like their little chihuahua fucking support animal. Yeah. Ah, God, it's the worst. It's the worst. So apparently, there's the, in the, from 1986, they've had the Air Carrier Access Act, which mm. permits free travel for any animal that's trained to provide assistance to a person with a disability or emotional disorder. Mm. <laughs> So some airlines require passengers yeah. to present a letter from a doctor or mental health professional, yeah. but such letters can be obtained online without any scrutiny. Yeah. Is that how you got your uh, no, cat? No, I, I had a shrink. Or... I had a shrink, but to be fair, my shrink was a guy who you paid $60 and he'd just write you a prescription for anything you asked him for. <laughs> so, That's a hell of a doctor. Yeah, yeah. He's The, the DEA shut him down. On no. <laughs> oh. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so people have taken full advantage of it, as mm. you can imagine. They would. Because it's like, why are they going to pay for a ticket or stow? Could, could some people stow their animals under the plane? No. Like, I thought there was like no, an area don't. of the plane where you could do that. I don't think so, because I think they die if that happens. Well, no, not with the luggage. I thought mm. there was an area of the plane that still had oxygen, but it wasn't with where the passengers sit. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's how it used to be or mm. something. But anyway, if you bring a cat or a dog on a plane or you're an animal, I think you have to pay for a ticket for the mm. animal. Right. And so if it's an emotional support animal, then it's free or mm. just, you know, or reduced, you know. But people have been taking advantage of this. So they've been trying, they pretending to be disabled, sneak on the plane. And some of the animals that they've claimed are support animals are fucking ridiculous. So yeah. Listen to this. Not just dogs and cats, but also pigs, mm. ducks, service kangaroos, skunks, and boa constrictors. Hmm. I actually kind of think it's funny. A service kangaroo. I'd be cool with sitting next to a kangaroo. Yeah, a kangaroo would be fun. I mean, I'd be, be like, that's a fucking kangaroo. Yeah. You know, but a peacock I'd have issues with. Well, also a skunk. Who Who's doing that? You know? A skunk. Yeah. Like, why do you have an emotional support skunk? Like, that. that is ridiculous. Yeah. You, you, there's got to be some standards. So anyway, Delta recently, uh, this past month, uh, 
have said that travelers and emotional support animals would have to provide proof of the animal's training and a letter signed by a doctor certifying that the animal will comport itself well on the flight. Hmm. Um, there, there, <laughs> this story here about one of the pig that was um, going from Connecticut to Washington. And uh, it says, uh, passengers were surely baffled and all was going well until the pig defecated in the aisle and began howling once his owner attempted to clean up the mess. <laughs> Dude, pigs can, yeah. can basically cause this is how you help. This is how you help, pig. You know, you're screaming because he's trying to clean up your shit. That's not helpful to anyone. I guess in 2014, a flight was forced to make an emergency landing after a dog pooped in the aisle. So the dog took a shit in the aisle, and instead of just like going out there with like a little plastic bag and cleaning up the shit, they're like, "Oh no, we got an emergency landing." This Why? Is, I don't know. Mm. I would have been. I I would have been livid. I would have. Yeah. I would have. I would have wanted to kill somebody. Mm. Um. So anyway, following in Delta's footsteps, United has now announced new restrictions requiring customers flying emotional support animals to give the airlines forty-eight hours notice, mm. in addition to a letter from a mental health professional. Like confirming the animal's training and a clear record of health from the animal from a veterinarian. Thanks a lot, Vertigo, or whatever your fucking name is. <laughs> Ventico. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the crackdown, uh, I guess there's been a, an 84% increase in ill animal behavior uh, in the past few years, such as urinating, defecating, biting, and attacks on flights. Yeah, and a 21% increase of dope animal behavior. You know, it's either ill or it's dope. One or the other. Um, just in case yeah. you're wondering, though, uh, yeah. apparently Dexter and Ventico will still head to Los Angeles, but this time they're going to be driving. God instead. damn it! I'm gonna, I'm gonna move! I'm gonna move! <laughs> I just wonder, like at that point, it's like it's almost just a, you know, you're just kind of being a troll, like seeing what kind of animal you can get away with. You know, what kind of animal you can just like see what what you can pass off as an emotional support animal. Like, I'd want to get, like, a fucking lion cub or something. A Fiji mermaid. Yeah, a Fiji know? mermaid. Yeah. You should do, yeah, does it count with taxidermied right. animals? Yeah, you should just bring, yeah, like, a yeah. taxidermied <laughs> animal. Anyway, people, this is episode 620 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. We have news coming up next. Uh, we have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So the first story we have here is sent from Darren along with like 50 other people. English people love stories like this. Yeah, I see, yeah okay. I, I think I already know which one you're going to. Oh yeah, here. it was yeah. like posted to the to the Sick and Wrong fan page or the group page. It was posted to the the other Sick and Wrong page. It was personally emailed to me like twenty times, yeah, and then sent to the Sick and Wrong podcast hotmail .com email another ten times. So anyway, Darren, as far as I could tell, is the first person to send it in. So I'm going to give him credit. Pensioner, eighty years old, pushed his entire arm into Cal's rectum and masturbated. 
Hmm. Now that's it. Now that is an enticing headline. There are there are three components to British humor. Okay, <laughs> there's dry wit, there's a man wearing woman's clothing, and there's farm animal fucking. Yeah, they love that's that. It. That's it. That, that is all of British humor. What about fat women? They also love to make fun of fat women. I get. I guess I bet too. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, my dad. Every congregation he had, there was one obese lady that mm. was the butt of all my dad's jokes. Mm. <laughs> he just loved. He just loved making fun of like you know. And my dad was kind of a fat guy too. Yeah, just loved making fun of just this one. There was a one fat congregant at every. And I think it's an English thing. English yeah. people love making fun of fat people. Yeah, that's why they love taking the piss out on Americans. Um, a pensioner has been banned from every farm in Britain. Hmm. After he, he allegedly pushed his entire arm into a cow's rectum and performed a sex act. Hmm. So banned from every farm in Britain. Now that's impressive. Yeah, that is. So that guy, can't, like, that's what, half of Britain you can't go to? Because, I mean, they have like a lot of farmland. There's land. a lot of farmland. Like, yeah. he probably can't even go to Wales. Yeah, no. I wonder if, like, uh, if, if uh, the sheep, the, like the Welsh sheep shaggers are like, this guy's a sick fuck. Hmm. You know, fisting cows. You sick, depraved individual. Yeah, I mean, as far as you know, bestiality goes, it's it ventures into deviant realms. You know, <laughs> so. You know. Um, John Curno, eighty mm. years old. God, that guy's must he must have been molesting cows for years. Yeah, at eighty, uh, he's found guilty of two counts of outraging public decency after he molested several cows mm. on uh, two occasions. Uh, the court heard that last summer he was spotted talking to a herd of 150 cows mm. and masturbating in fields. Hmm. Now, now that's interesting. I think if I saw an 80-year-old man talking to cows, and let alone masturbating, masturbating for sure, I, I would probably be like, okay, this guy has dementia or Alzheimer's or mm. something. Okay. You know? Let's elect him president. <laughs> uh, farmer's wife, Susan Howey, uh, said she caught Kerno twice with his pants and trousers around his ankles, courting her cattle, which she describes as part of her family. How do you do that? How do you court cattle? I don't even know how to court women very well. Yeah. It probably involves like Duran Duran or something. I, I, I picture him like holding a boombox, yeah. singing like a Cliff Richard song or okay. like... Maybe some Peter Gabriel. Yeah. You know, oh, your Peter eyes. Gabriel would in definitely eyes, work. Yeah. They love that shit. Yeah. Yeah, cows love that. Yeah. Um, Kerno, who uses a walking stick, was also spotted by two sisters from their home nearby. At least he talks to them first, you know? <laughs> Get some, gen some gentle nothings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whispers sweet nothings in their ear. Then fists them. Um, so these two sisters spotted, spotted him. Uh, they, they saw him insert his left arm up to his shoulder into the back end of a cow. So that's they, like what, uh, what are you talking about? Two feet? Yeah. Three feet? Well, they, you know, they got four stomachs or three stomachs or something, right? Do they? Oh, yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. They probably have like seven intestines. <laughs> I'm just wondering how long yeah. is their colon? Yeah. The thing is, I don't get it either. It's like, don't cows kick? Don't they kick? Don't they do... Like how good they would might be too heavy. I actually, I don't have no idea. Are they just like passive creatures? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, there's... A man's arm in my anus. I'm cool with that. Just well, there's like, chewing you grass. Know, cow chipping. I don't know if that's a real thing or if it's a myth, but, you know, you've heard people of People say that's a myth, yeah. Really? That you can't actually you tip, tip a, cow. a cow. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it'd be hard to do. I remember in uh, Bay City, good Bay City, Michigan story, 
Um, we didn't go. I guess we set out to go cow tipping, but they're fucking huge animals. Mm. You can't tip over a cow, and most of the time they're sitting on the ground. Mm. But uh, I do remember some drunk friends just jumping on their backs. I didn't do any of this. I just mm. kind of stood and watched and smoked weed, and it was just like, wow, these people are probably going to break their necks. Mm. But they were like just running up and just jumping on the back of a cow. Why? Because they're drunk, you know, drink a lot of Jägermeister, and then that cow would freak out and start running, and they try to ride it. Hmm. But I, I do recall someone trying to tip one over, and they couldn't because it's too heavy. So I don't think people really do that. Hmm. Um, they also said that after he had inserted his left arm up to his shoulder into the end of the cow, he was masturbating with his other hand, uh, his free hand. That's weird. Yeah, during his arrest, the pensioner told police, "I'm not a violent person." I just have a weakness with animals. You know, he's a, he's a romantic when it comes to animals. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cows are left unattended in a field, especially in the summer. They, they leave them there day and night, according to Mrs. Howie. Uh, she says she went out in her white pickup truck and she saw the gentleman was with a cow. He had his left hand interfering with a cow and his right hand on part of his lower body. His shirt was covering it. Interfering, that's what we're calling fisting now. <laughs> I just love the uh, mm. yeah, the uh, pseudonyms that the, mm. the, the euphemisms they're using instead of saying, mm. Oh, yeah, this guy was fisting the fucking cow, mm. the mm. sick fuck, and jacking off with his other hand. <laughs> She's like, He was masturbating, you could see it moving up and down, mm. and his trousers and his boxer shorts were at his ankles. Mm. He stopped and looked up, grabbed his boxers, his trousers, and ran to the style, which I'm not quite sure what that is. is. Okay, farmhouse, English term for farmhouse. Sure. Um, on another occasion, same woman, Mrs. Howie said she, they were running a bit late with the milking, bit late with the milking, um, same field as before, but this time he had his whole arm up the cow. Hmm. Um, and, uh, which is just insane. He then grabbed his trousers, his boxers, and they ran for the style, but he fell over because his trousers fell down when he was trying to get you know, trying to get to the, uh, the farmhouse. She said she was disgusted because she gave nobody permission to touch or interfere with the cows. Why, why were they late with the milking? I'm dying to know. Tell <laughs> I me. Know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they're waiting. They're like, all uh, we were trying to do was go jack the cow off. <laughs> and this guy was fisting the poor thing. You know? I wonder if that ruins the weird. milk. I, you sure? You yes. Think? I don't yep. know. Is that how they make chocolate milk? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Come on. <laughs> all right. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, Jesus. The judge said you've been found guilty of both offenses and you'll need to attend a court at a later date for sentencing. Uh, there will be a condition of bail and he's not allowed to attend any farm in Britain. Any farm that has animals in Britain. So uh, he's banned from farms. How do you enforce that? I, I, you know, farmers are kind of like, they're like a swarthy bunch. I mean, they're yeah. kind of, you know, they're, they're pretty big, you know, intimidating guys. Right. Why did they beat the fuck out of this dude? You'd think so. You'd think, you think that would happen. Yeah. I mean, Pitchfork. if he keeps molesting, yeah, yeah. or something, it's yeah. like our mob justice out there. Yeah. Well, would, it's weird because it's like in England, it's people are a lot less territorial. Like you can walk through somebody's farm and they're not going to shoot you for no reason, you know? In general. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see them try that in the US, like go yeah. to Wyoming or something yeah. and try to like fuck someone's horse yeah 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 i mean you're gonna probably be yeah you'll probably be yeah. shot you'll hang from a gibbet sir a gibbet <laughs> and you're allowed to do that too aren't you if you saw someone fucking your shetland pony you could shoot them oh yeah 
Yeah, I don't think it. I think in the U.S. courts, like, good job on that. Yeah. You don't need guys walking around fucking Shetland ponies. No, or bringing you them know? on planes, you know? Either way. <laughs> in England, like it. it's just like, you are banned from farming uh-huh. and farm animals. Mm. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Suspected serial killer in Mall Santa looked so normal and businesslike. Hmm. Is the headline. So you can relate Great to this headline, story. guys. Yeah, yeah. Not he, with the serial killer, I'm, with the mall I, Santa. Yeah, I, I'm also a suspected mall Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, how come you didn't do that this year? Um, because I'm a little less insane this year. Oh yeah, maybe that's yeah. why. I'm not on. Yeah, You're not on a lot of drugs. Yeah, yeah. So like that was a drugs. big part of it. That was a big, big part of it. I never understood you. Like you're way too like. I mean, you're like. Junky thin. I don't see how you could be a mall Santa. You put a pillow under the thing, and you're good. You know. If I was a kid, I'd be like, "Come on, you're not. Who are you trying to fake out here?" I mean, part of the whole people don't realize this, but part of the whole purpose of being a mall Santa is to ruin people's dreams. I suppose. You know, and make yeah. them realize, like, wait a minute, this is bullshit. So they grow the fuck up and and contribute to the GDP like normal people. Do they check to see if you're on the sex offender registry? No, they don't. Even they do didn't that. do a goddamn thing. They checked nothing. Um, I'm not, but you know, so <laughs> so everybody knows. Uh, so yeah, this was in Toronto. Vian Ewart. It's a great name. It's a weird name. Yeah. Quickly figured out why police showed up at his elegant townhouse with a cadaver dog to search the waist high stone planter at his doorstep. Hmm. Ewart had for five years hired a burly landscaper named Bruce MacArthur. A burly landscaper. Who is suspected of being a serial killer and police have set out on a grim search for clues that may be hidden across Canada's largest city. Like other clients of the landscaper, Ewart finds himself struggling to comprehend how the man who tended his planters and gardens could be someone the police say violently preyed on his sexual partners and killed at least five men over the span of nearly a decade. Well, you know, that's kind of brilliant. So the guy was killing dudes mm-hmm. and just planting their remains. Yeah. Wow, his dude is... I mean, that's like perfect fertilizer. It is, yeah. 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 Um, it's like the guy who, who... I forget who did that. Somebody worked at a graveyard and he just buried bodies under the graves. But that that's know? even better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, so I think the be- the most effective way is to dispose of a corpse, pig farm, obviously. Right. And that's the easy way. It's a given. But yeah, like bury the body mm. underneath the coffin. Right. Who's going to who's gonna suspect that? Who is the pig farm guy in Canada? Picton. Picton, Robert right. Picton, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he had way more kills than this guy. But, yeah, that guy's yeah. prolific. Yeah. So... I can't put the two together, the 75-year-old Ewart said Wednesday, three days after the police visited his home. So he he can't figure out what's going on. He's Hmm. 75 years old. He's like, what? There's bodies in my plants? (laughs) Uh, What? (laughs) Many others in Toronto also find it hard to reconcile the accusations with their image of MacArthur, a father of two adult children who occasionally worked as a Santa during the holidays at a Toronto mall. Yeah, what a benevolent man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't even... It's not, and it sounds like the guy, he had like a beard, kind of looked like Hemingway. You know, this gracious man coming over here, giving you his, these beautiful plants. Yeah. I would never suspect this dude. Yeah. He looked all so normal and businesslike, 
said Parker Little, who lives near a home in uptown Toronto, uptown Toronto that MacArthur used as storage for his landscaping business and often saw him dropping off large planters. To know something that... To know that something as macabre as this was transpiring over the years is pretty astounding. It's got to blow minds. I mean, mm. you see someone like Ed Gein. It's right. like, okay, yeah, that guy's probably a fucking serial killer. Right. He's creepy looking. He lives by himself in his home. And the- yeah. Picton, that guy was He's a creepy looking dude. He's muttering to himself. He's got his pants hitched up to his nipples. Yeah, or know? like a guy like Manson, sure. even though he's a serial killer, you know he's a psycho. Right. It's like, but this guy, yeah. I mean, he's like, he's a, you know, like a benevolent looking mall Santa guy. I'd never suspect him. MacArthur was arrested January 18th and charged with two counts of murder in connection with the disappearance of Andrew Kinsman and Salim Essen, two men last seen in the, quote, gay village district of Toronto. Whoa, so the guy was gay. Yep. Preying on gay men. Uh Uh-huh. Toronto police had been following MacArthur since at least last September. They had their first big break last October when they seized an old maroon minivan MacArthur had sold to a local mechanic for $125. Police found traces of blood in the van. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I can see a connection. That'll do it. You know, if you're an opportunistic serial killer, gay men would probably be as easy as prostitutes. Probably easier. Oh, yeah. Because gay dudes, you could just go on Grindr and be like, hey, I'm hosting a meth sex party at my house. Come over. And they'll be over in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you just murder him. Absolutely. I mean, it seems easier than even driving down the street to pick up a prostitute. Seems like it should happen more often. It probably does. Yeah. People don't know. On the night of January 18th, they moved to arrest him when they saw him heading to his apartment with a much younger man and feared for his safety. When they entered his apartment, police found the terrified man tied to a bed. Wow. Yeah. Well, that could be in your apartment, but with a woman. Yeah. You know? Or whoever. Or know. whoever. Or whatever. You know, it doesn't even <laughs> have to be. I don't discriminate. Although, I got to say that the police, this is in Toronto, uh, Canada. Yeah. yeah. So I got to say, at least the police there are a bit more like conscious of their surroundings. Because remember uh, with Dahmer, Mm. like Dahmer had a guy, a naked like Mm. Thai or Indonesian dude, escape out of his death apartment and then run down the streets naked screaming. Mm. A cop stopped him. Mm. And then Dahmer's like, oh, we're just some gay guys. It's a sex game. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem here, Dahmer. Take Mm. him back. We'll we'll drive you back to your apartment. (laughs) And then Dahmer like drilled a hole in his head and like ate his brains. Yep. So it just goes to show you. Well, at least those Canucks, though, those Canadians actually care about their fellow man. Right, they do, yeah. Uh, Concerned, conscientious individuals. Last Monday, the macabre story, Bruce MacArthur entered an even more chilling chapter as he was charged with the murder of three more men. Dean Lizowick, 47, was a homeless crack addict and prostitute who lived in a downtown shelter. Sarush Mamoudi, 50, had been reporting in August, reported missing in August, and Majidin Kahan, 58, had been reported missing in 2012. So only one homeless guy then? Uh, yeah. Although it doesn't say the last two guys. Hmm. So who knows? I still don't see why you need to kill a homeless guy. Just go on one of those gay sex apps and be like, come over. Yeah. Well, the, um, the lead investigator said the remains of at least three victims were buried inside two large planters. And authorities are checking at least 30 other places where MacArthur was known to have worked in Toronto's wealthiest neighborhoods. 
<laughs> now that's that's funny. Yeah. So all these bourgeois like restaurants have like yeah. planters with like dead gay men in yeah. it. Yeah. And yards and stuff. So they're digging up all these rich people's yards. Did they say uh, the corpses were dismembered, or is it just the whole body just in this massive plant? I'm sure they were dismembered. All right. So he like, doesn't say, though. Yeah. Well, he's probably got all this landscaping like equipment. He's got lawnmower and sure, all that. Sure, yeah. Uh, investigators also plan to excavate part of the lawn at the home MacArthur used as storage. Investigators have not released complete details, but the 66-year-old MacArthur is believed to have met his victims cruising around the city in the van he used for work and on gay dating apps for older and large men with names such as Silver Daddies and Bear 411. <laughs> Bear 411. Yeah. <laughs> is 411 911 in Canada? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Hey, dial 411 <laughs> for him. I, I have an emergency. I need to get a bear. I'm terrified bear. I'm tied to a bed. Silver daddy, though, that's like a that's a thing. Like a lot of dudes are into that, right? Yeah. Or silver fox. I've heard that term. That is a term. Yeah. My brother also said there's other, like, there's a wolf. There's like a wolf. There's like an so, otter pup. There's otter. There's a, yeah. You know. I know what Big Jer, my sister's husband, mm -hmm. when he goes to my brother's bar, which is seldom because he mm -hmm. hates going there, but occasionally he has to, they call him a cub. Okay. Even though he's like, I don't know, 40 years old, they're just like, oh, he's a little cubby. And mm -hmm. they come up and give him a hug. Yeah. So I bet you this guy liked cubs. I'm sure he did. Killing them. Uh, in his Silver Daddy's profile, MacArthur described himself five feet, five feet, ten inches tall, primarily interested in younger men. I can be a bit shy until I get to know you, but I'm a romantic at heart. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm eating your heart later on yeah. in the evening. When I'm dismembering yeah, you yeah, and yeah. planting you into a large planter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listening to some like air supply or something. Maybe. <laughs> romantic. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. Scrub. <laughs> uh, MacArthur trolled gay websites using the moniker Silver Fox. He's a silver fox. With two X's. So... Correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't even know if you'd know the answer to this question. But I probably is do. a silver fox is that like a skinny old gay man, or is that just any old gay man? I think that's actually you can actually use that term for straight men too. A silver fox, yeah, like Roger Sterling, right? Hmm. Madman, oh, a silver that's interesting. fox, you know. Huh. Mike Whatever Pence, the, Mike Pence, totally <laughs> a silver, silver fox, fox. yeah. <laughs> Uh, in his profile, he has to be contacted by submissive men of all ages. Hmm. In Mike Pence's profile. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mike Pence's so, profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just throwing that. that in there. That's why Paul yeah. Ryan hangs out with him. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, fucking Trevor Noah over here. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, on, his yeah. on his Facebook page, he posted pictures of his cats, children and grandchildren, and of himself dressed as Santa Claus. Wow. See, that's what I'm saying. This guy, like, he knew what he was doing. He did. Has this benevolent image that he presents to the public. But meanwhile, mm -hmm. deep darkness within. But at least one acquaintance recalled the darker side. Ooh. Peter Scromo a 52-year-old university teacher said he met MacArthur through an acquaintance who attended a support group for gay fathers with the landscaper. After some drinks, Scroma said, MacArthur led him to the back of his van, which was empty except for a single seat in the back. The two started to have sex, and at one point, Scroma said, the burly landscaper suddenly grabbed him by the neck. He was seconds away from snapping it, he said. 
I really thought my neck was going to be snapped the way he twisted it. Wow, did they have a safe word? Um, Well, Scrummo grabbed the other man's elbow and ended the encounter. He didn't report the incident to police. Wow. I mean, don't you, when you're going to have rough sex, you decide the safe word before? Like, I imagine they're like, you know. It's generally a good idea, yes. So it's like Liza Minnelli, if I say that, you know, and just don't stop choking. Yes, exactly. It sounds like this guy went straight for the choking. Yeah. You know, that's another thing about that gay dudes here. So also, gay- if generally if somebody leads you into the back of a van. Yeah, that, that's what I was about yeah. to say. It's like, I bet you like nine girls out of ten would not go back with you to, to your back of your van. If you met a girl at a bar, you're yeah. hanging out, having a few drinks, you're like, hey, you maybe back to your apartment, mm. but not back to your van. Right. Like how many girls are willing to have sex with you in the back of a van? Not many, but gay dudes are like, that's my fantasy. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have sex with a, you know, a six-year-old dude, you know, silver fox in the back of a rusty van. You ever hook up with a girl in her van? I've, I've never hooked up with a girl. I have hooked no. up with girls in cars, but not yeah. in a van. Yeah. Especially like, I can imagine this guy has this creepy, rusty yeah. landscaper van, maybe with a mural on the side. Yeah. It's like, dude, common sense. You don't go yeah. in the back of a murder van like that. Rape van. Yeah. Yeah, no, I knew a chick that had a van in high school. You did? Jen Swallow. Jen, that was her name? That was her name. No way. Yeah. It's like a porn name. I know. <laughs> did she have like a mattress in the back? Um, No, but I think it was carpeted. So did you, you just, just banged her on the carpet? Yeah, yeah. Did you do any of the neck uh, choking or anything? No. You weren't into I that yet? I was young, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a young lad, you know? That is kind of convenient, though, in high school, mm. if the girl had a van. It was great. it's like, yeah. It's it was like, fantastic. You, I mean, yeah. you, it's not like you have your own apartment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty cool. She's probably like a grandmother now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of Bruce as a rough sex guy. I thought of him more of a gregarious, jolly guy. Like Santa. Like Santa. I bet you Santa's into rough sex. Yeah. You think Santa's? Well, he's yeah, he does the, you know, the handcuff trick that uh, John Wayne Gacy did, you know? You, start, you, you sit on Santa's lap. He, next thing, he pulls out the handcuffs, and you're, you know, you don't even know what's going on. Is Santa a silver fox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. I guess he would be. I think he's a. Um, I don't even know what kind of animal that would be in the gay community. Um, I don't even know. Hmm. Like a silverback gorilla. <laughs> is that what he's Santa a, is? That's what Santa is. He's a silverback gorilla. Uh huh. So. Uh, in 2003, MacArthur was convicted for attacking a man with a metal pipe in Toronto. The sentence required that he abstain from using the drug poppers, or amyl nitrate, and not be in the company of male prostitutes and stay away from a section of the downtown that included the city's gay village for two years. Wait, he didn't go to jail for attacking to do with a pipe? No. And he had to stay away from farms. <laughs> <laughs> so Just for good measure. Just You know what? Also, stay away from farms. Have you ever done poppers? I have. nitrate? Yeah. You have? But yeah. so, when you do a popper, I thought mm-hmm. it was like a sex drug. Like, do you just normally do poppers without having sex? Yeah, every night I do them, dude. <laughs> no, you I know? mean, can't, do people do that? Yes, they do. Well, what's the high like? It's kind of fun. It's just a fun little, like, woo, you know. Like a whippet. Yeah. So, this guy was all, like, hopped up on poppers. Yeah. Just bashing dudes' heads in with a mm-hmm. pipe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun for all any sexual encounter. You don't have to be gay to enjoy yeah, any yeah. nitrate. You know? Well, I've heard that. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard that uh, right before you're about to, to, to come, like you do a popper and you like come like 
you know, exponentially more. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Well, okay. not more, you know, you oh, know or, or the experience it, is enhanced. It, it is enhanced. It enhances yeah. the experience. People, <laughs> <everyone>, <laughs> people are running out to like gay bookstores now tonight. Is that where you get poppers? Yeah. And tune in Wait. next week for more of Harrison's popper yeah. stories. Circus of Books. Remember that place? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that, that's that place where you sold go. poppers. Yeah. They sold poppers and like old 90s comic books. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Not only that, they had like Playboys from the 80s. Yeah, it was And great. just like a bunch of just random like old gay porn mags. Yeah. Is that still even there? No, they closed the Circus it. Circus of Books, yeah. It's real sad. Yeah. Um, boop, 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 boop. So the five homicides would make MacArthur the most prolific known serial killer in Toronto. Hmm. We believe there are more, Detective Sergeant Hank Idzinga said of the victims. I have no idea how many more there are going to be. So there you go. That's it. Uh, Hmm. Yeah. uh, Q's serial killer's methods eerily match Stephen King's story. The Lawnmower Man. The Lawnmower Man. Oh, Uh yeah. That Jeff Fahey. A that was a good movie. Well, well, I think okay. the movie is different from the, the the the. First of all, it's not a good movie. All okay. Right? Well, at the crazy. time I saw it, okay. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Did they have like virtual reality? Yeah, like, the whole uh, thing was about virtual who reality. Who was the dude in that? Pierce Brosnan. Was it Pierce? Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan oh, was wow. like the doctor that took this like rotundo landscaper mm-hmm. and then like put him in like a virtual reality or did something like to his brain to make yeah. him like, I don't know, try to like solve his rotundo genes or whatever. Yeah. Go back and try to walk, <laughs> try to look at the computer graphics in that movie and not kill yourself. Uh, yeah. But the, the short story, Lawn Mormon, a sex crazed landscaper murders and dismembers the suburban homeowner who hires him to cut his overgrown lawn. The tale ends when detectives arrive and end up trying to gather up the victim's remains, which are scattered in a backyard birdbath and throughout the expanse of freshly mown grass. Okay, well, I see a similarity there, but was the guy like a fucking mall Santa, like meeting dudes on, on fucking Bear 411? I don't think so. Okay, well, yeah. then I don't think it's that similar. No, it's not that similar. Yeah. And plus, Look, he was I didn't buried make it in up. planters. Yeah. I just want to know how many, like now if everybody, if they're like calling every customer this guy had the past like decade and they're all like, yeah, so do you ever get a planter? <laughs> do you have a large planter? And yeah. then they're like, oh shit, there's like human remains. Yeah. They probably find skulls. Your dog find any bones in the yard? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah. Toronto can be like, yeah, it's our most prolific serial killer, which is pretty weak if you ask me. It is pretty Five? weak. Five? Yeah, yeah. Five is your most prolific. Come on. Yeah. God, Vancouver, Toronto. Guys. Yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. Picton. Mm. Yeah, you like had like, I don't know, what, 30? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. A lot of people. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you can send your stories. Stick around podcast. Hotmail.com and submit them via Facebook. Uh, we have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is the uh, Sick and Wrong drunk dial line number. Um, before that, though, here's a Valentine's, a special Valentine's Day message from adamandeve.com. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to AdamandEve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. 
Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. D-I-D-D-L-E. That's DIDDLE at AdamandEve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call is from a, uh, a caller who's explaining uh, the meaning behind the, the T-shirt, our uh, most recent uh, Aleister Crowley T-shirt that we, that we, we designed like last year. Um, with, with, last week, we had a caller who called in. I guess he was a, an Aussie, and he was at some festival, and he was saying that the bartender freaked out when she saw the shirt. Yeah. And so he called in and wanted to know the meaning of the shirt because he was freaking out about it. And we didn't even really know. So anyway, here's this caller who explains what it means. Hi, I'm just calling about your guys' symbol on the T-shirt. I asked my husband, who's a crazy cultist, and this is what he said. The two snakes are Greek and Roman in origin. They're symbols for healing, life, and death. They're also a Hindu symbol for life and death. Uh, the two waning moons in the center, one may be waxing, symbolize also life and death. The single up... That's the thing about occultism. Everything fucking symbolizes life, life and death. Life and death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, every symbol is right. that. Although she said it was waxing. You think it's like waxing like a, like a Brazilian? Yes. Like, okay, yeah. so waxing the genital uh-huh. region. Yeah. Or triangle is a... Or sugaring. Sugaring, okay. yeah. 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 Hindu symbol, symbol of feminine amplification uh, for the contents that are within the triangle. So the whole thing, he says reads like a ward against miscarriage so that's what you guys have on your (laughs) t-shirt bye (laughs) well thank you that's very enlightening yeah a ward against miscarriage yeah i wonder if he might be wrong and it might be like a ward or something or uh or a symbol for miscarriage Oh, like maybe that's why she freaked out because Mm. it was a female bartender she was working at this festival she saw it Maybe she's a witch. Right. And maybe she's like, why is this guy wearing this like miscarriage symbol on his shirt? Because mm. if it's life or death, he's probably, maybe it's a symbol for the miscarriage of a, of a child. He's probably slipping cow abortion pills to somebody and a milkshake. Although I got to you know? say, like, I could imagine some dudes would be down with that symbol because it's like, hey, yeah, mm. you know, I, I don't like to wear protection. I don't want to have to pay for an abortion. So the way I do it is I have this symbol from this obscure podcast that basically just like, you know, gives women uh, miscarriages after we have sex. Yeah, a lot of of, uh, (laughs) mystically minded, (laughs) unscrupulous Casanovas out there that listen to our podcast, Dave. That's okay. Sure. You know, I don't recommend using that form of contraception. Our T-shirt should not be used as contraception. You should use condoms. You know, or maybe get a vasectomy if you're that concerned. I think we're going to have to put a warning label on it now. <laughs> this like, T-shirt should not be used as contraception. As contraception, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, f- yeah. I feel like there's more effective ways to go about that. You know, instead of your, your miscarriage fucking talisman or whatever. 
If you experience right. anal bleeding, please consult your doctor. Well, thank you for that. We, mm-hmm. we, we needed that. We needed to know that. Um, yep. The second call here, it's two-parter. Uh, it's from a guy, I don't even know what, how to say his name. Jizzy Jake, Jizz Jake, some, something. Okay. But he calls in with, with a story for us. All right, yeah. So this is Jizz and Jack, and um, I think I'm about ready. I think it's like Jizzad Jake. So you know what this guy's Jizzad Jake. Is it Jizz and Jake or Jizz on Jake? Jizzad Jake. I don't know. It reminds me yeah. of that horrible band from the nineties, Less Than Jake. So this is his his name is Jizz and Jake. Okay. But uh, this guy called in three times. He had three calls. Yeah. Uh, the first call was just him telling us. It's kind of like he was prefacing the story, being like, I'm going to call in about this story, but I got to get really, really fucked up. So I'll call you back after I'm sufficiently fucked up enough to tell the story. Great. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to play that call. Yeah. So here he is, fucked up enough to tell us a story. All right. It's only been a minute, but I slammed like a beer so. And I'm on 1% battery, so if it dies, it dies. But anyways, so last thing of the mile, I, I was out painting some buildings. And uh, I got off super early, and I was super pumped. I was like, fuck yeah, Cinco de Mayo, man. I'm going to get all festive and shit. Wait, is he, he's calling him the Cinco de Mayo story? Yeah. It's not, it's not even anywhere near Cinco de Mayo. I don't know. I find it kind of funny, because that's another holiday. It's like, like fucking St. Patrick's Day. I, I hate St. Patrick's Day. Right. I also don't really like Cinco de Mayo either. Because right. why, why would we celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Because a lot of Mexicans live here. Yeah, but why are we doing it? Like going out to the bar, getting wasted? I don't. Never, yeah, I don't either. Yeah, yeah. It's like most oh, people don't. If you're Mexican, yeah, yeah like go mm. get some tecate and go have fun. Mm. I love this holiday, drink some tequila, you know? And then like I fucking told the person who was giving me a ride home because I didn't, you know, have my car at that time. And I was like, stop by the party store. And I got the most stereotypical racist fucking Mexican costume I could get. It was like a rainbow uh, I'll send you pictures. You guys can put it up on Patreon or some shit. But like, um, it's a uh... okay. Mm. Now on St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. they encourage you to wear the stupid leprechaun hat, right? And like the green, you know, necklaces and and other like like four leaf clovers and things like that that symbolize the Irish or whatever. I think they're cool with that. Mm-hmm. I think Irish people aren't even that offended because they're like so drunk. They're like, yeah, it's funny. Everyone's mm-hmm. pretending to be Irish. But Cinco de Mayo, are you supposed to walk around with a big-ass sombrero? I don't know. I think most Mexican guys would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Is that, is that almost like doing blackface? It could be. You could end up on a, you know, an Instagram scandal or something. You know, I think Yeah, so. I could imagine like mm. some people would be like, dude, this is not even funny. Like, it's like, you know, it's like dressing up as fucking like Rick James. And, yeah, like, or when they do like, you know, something. when like those fraternities and sororities do like the pimps and hoes party or whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things yeah but anyway this sounds like a great idea let's see yeah great idea see where it goes like rainbow poncho like just a stupid ass motherfucking like sombrero and shit right and then uh <laughs> jesus and then i Thank got you. fucking um a gigantic mustache and uh <laughs> I decided to go out with my dog, so I bought my dog a little sombrero too. And uh, this guy's like Elon Musk. You know, he's he's got some ideas. You know, yeah, but it's like they, so he's they wearing don't a workout. But, but what does he look like? Just a gay, like Mexican caricature? 
Yeah. He's got a big sombrero, a rainbow poncho, and he put a fucking sombrero on his dog. Mm -hmm. I don't think most Mexicans would be cool with that. Probably not, yeah. Combed over, like, my ex-girlfriend now, of course, (laughs) We uh, got that makes her sense. too, so we were like going hard <laughs> on that shit. She so the girlfriend was cool with it. Yeah, yeah. I can't even believe this guy had a girlfriend. Had, but I made her wear it. Then we went to this fucking hipster place out in Nashville, North Carolina, man, called the Lazy Diamond. And like, as soon as I walk in, they were like, "Uh, uh-uh, you need a membership." And I was like, "I got a membership. I just don't have the card on me." They were like, "No, seriously." You can't be here. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? There was like five people up in this motherfucking place, dude. And like, I'm like, what, dude? I'm not, I'm didn't, I'm not trying to offend anybody. You got served tequila though, right? It's single to mile, you know, like not knowing my own ignorance. <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> See what I'm saying about the Southern yeah. accent? I wonder if they just thought he was Mexican. But, and like, <laughs> wearing a rainbow. Like, do they, do they actually think in North Carolina they have no Mexicans here? Yeah. So they think Mexicans walk around yeah. in a big fucking <laughs> rainbow poncho, a dumbass like Jose Valdez mustache, and a sombrero. Like, that's normal. You know, there's a guy in a van. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's actually there's a guy in a van. No, there's a guy in a van every day who dr- drives down my street every day at like the same time at like 2 p.m. And honks his, keeps honking his horn that plays La Cucaracha. Is he the ice cream guy, right? No, he's just a guy in a regular oh, just a van. Guy in a regular <laughs> van, okay. And it's like, we get it, dude. You know, we understand. When I lived in your hood, I remember mm-hmm. there was an ice cream, Mexican ice cream, like an helado truck or whatever yeah. van that came by. Guy that always had like a sombrero on. And he would do the La Cucaracha, but sometimes it would be the Godfather theme. Mm. Like, you know, the no I can't even do it and it's like the godfather theme and I was like this is actually kind of ominous yeah like you're selling ice cream to kids you're cruising around neighborhoods playing the godfather theme but whatever he had a nice sombrero though because hmm. I was drunk anyways uh, fucking um, so they kick me the fuck out and I'm, I don't even know why I'm like what the fuck and then you know I continued you know single mile partying and I went on this to this fucking uh what I don't understand is why <laughs> Why does he know now that this was a bad idea, but he didn't then? What it's has happened? The utter lack then? of self-awareness. Okay. That's what I like about this guy. Yeah. Maybe because he was really drunk. But I like how his girlfriend also didn't think it was weird that she's wearing mm. a big-ass sombrero. He's wearing a sombrero and a fake mustache. Mm. They have a dog wearing a sombrero. They go to a bar and there's five people there just like, what are you doing here? Maybe somebody like offered to take him to Mexico to teach him about Mexican culture. Took him to like Chichen Itza and shit, you know? That's how they learned. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure. I'm, I'm surprised this guy didn't fucking like go to Taco Bell and just start handing out tacos to people, mm-hmm. you know? Local Facebook fucking local page. I don't fucking know. It's called... West Asheville Exchange, dude. I had to take down the post. I'd love to show it to you because within 24 hours, I, it got 600 people commenting on it about how racist I was or Trump supporters being like, yeah, it's America, motherfuckers, you know? And, like, it was, like, crazy because people, like, were trying to find out where I worked and shit, dude, because I kept mm-hmm. telling them to go fuck themselves on, you know, the public internet. So this guy went to another bar. Yeah. He went in there, and then someone took his picture, and yeah. then they just started burning him on uh, online. Yeah, just roasting. And him rather online. than ju- you know, they're trying to figure out who he is or something. Oh, and rather than just let it go, 
He starts responding into the oh, thread just, with his name. With his name. Uh, just pouring gasoline yeah, on the yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. And now it's, yeah. 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 Shit. And I guess, like, you can't troll that hard. You know what I'm saying? Because then people are like, where does he work? You know, like all these local motherfuckers. This is one bitch that was just fucking like, you know, like calling me a, a sexist and shit. I was like, dude, what is dressing up like a Mexican have to do with sex? And she's like, you're so racist. I'm like, you're fucking racist, man. Like, I'm Indian. Well, you're... You're fucking ugh, bastards. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so my phone's about to die, and it's been over three minutes. So. He's from India. No, I think the woman is Indian, but I think actually she might have been. Who knows? She might have okay. been Native American. Okay. I have no idea what's going on. Right? Yeah. It's right. Yeah, okay. Yo, Dirt McGurk, motherfucker. Oh like, wait, y'all. He called back. Yeah, this is the part. Yeah, yeah this part is two. part two. Okay, yeah. But now he's changing his name. Now it's Dirt McGirt. Why is he changing his name? Uh, because the guy dresses up as a Mexican in a fucking... rainbow poncho. I don't know. <laughs> fucking Puff Daddy all of a sudden. Change his name. Dirt McGirt now. All right. Well, didn't tell me that that shit would cut me off in the middle of my sentence telling you about how my motherfucking battery going to die shit. But anyways, um, yeah, well, it's good to talk to you guys. I've missed you all, man. Like, I... This guy's got like a country ass Carolina accent. That, that's what I had I'm a friend saying. of mine who had an accent like this. He died like a couple months ago, overdosed. You know, boom. Done. I'm just, I'm just saying. I am glad my yeah. parents had the wherewithal to get the mm. fuck out of the South. You know, sure, we moved to an apartheid racist country, but at least, <laughs> at least I'm not talking like. At least my voice doesn't sound like that. All right. I think it's a fine. You know, I think the Carolina accents is is all right. I all think. right, Carolina accents okay. I'm talking. Charmed. You start going deeper south. I miss y'all. Mm. What, what do I do without my best friends, man? I haven't talked to y'all. I'm talking like, well, hey, D Schmuckle comes. That's for the tip of your dick, baby. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> What it okay? <laughs> what, what, what did he say? That's on the tip of your dick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The the kissy noises for you. He sends you a picture of me putting my balls on my friend Billy's face later. <laughs> Come on, man, dude. He's gonna act like he's asleep. Probably, but he's gonna act like it. Yeah, give me All right, all right, bye. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if he made Billy dress up as like a Mexican too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I get, I guess it's good because he learns something. You know what I mean? This is goes to show, just goes to show you, not everyone's racist. You know what I mean? Some people are just stupid. That's exactly. Know? I don't think this guy's a racist or at ignorant. All. I just think he's clueless. Yeah. I think he's mm. clueless, and I think he actually had like the best of intentions. Like I think he's like, I'm celebrating Mexican culture by wearing this big mm. sombrero and a fake mustache. Mm. Like I don't think he was doing it to be like fuck Mexicans. Yeah. You know? That's why we should, you know, if somebody does something stupid, we shouldn't be out to immediately ruin everybody's life. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, some people are just stoners yeah. and they walk around and they don't know. You know? I, I just think that. Let's yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. Know, they're they're kind of clueless about Let's not that. Crucify everybody. <laughs> Although I gotta say, like, I don't know. Do people go out on Cinco de Mayo in L.A.? They probably do. We should crucify people like on Good Friday or something. <laughs> That's what we should do. Thank you, uh, Jizzy Jake. And uh, yeah, maybe you should be a little more culturally sensitive next time. Mm. What do you do on Hanukkah? Do you get like a big fake nose and like a beard yeah. and like <laughs> curly hairs, a yeah. black hat, yeah. walk around ripping people off? Um, yeah, I, I think you should be a little more culturally aware. Yeah, guys, yeah. come on. I do like that guy, though. Mm-hmm. 
It's, you know, Harrison's best friends with you. I am. Yeah. Am I? Okay. I the next call here we have is from Batman Villain. If you if you recall, Batman Villain called in and, and said that uh, like episode six 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 six, he's gonna like finance a big party for yeah. us. And so I think I don't know if I said it or you said it, but you were like, yeah, let's uh, let's do a big party, rent out jumbos, let's throw a big party. So he's call he's calling in about the party. Okay. Sick and wrong, Batman villain. So I called Jumbos and I offered them uh, thirty thousand for two nights um, each. So that'd be a sixty. Um, so if you want to have a party, that's good. And I could throw cash. I could throw. That is something rich people say. If they spend sixty thousand dollars on something, they said that's a sixty. That's a sixty. That's what they say. Yeah, I don't so, know if you knew that, but that is the thing that rich people do. Well, like sixty k. That's a sixty. That's a sixty. That's a sixty. Yeah, yeah. So he wants to have a two night yeah. engagement. Yeah, man. All right, all mm -hmm. right. I'm, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested. All right. Whatever, because I'm not a fucking Jew without a house. So if you want to do it, <laughs> call him. And I know you have contacts, so just call someone there and find out who I am. You have my number, you have everything. We can have a jumbos party if you want. Alright, good luck. Bye bye. Alright, so I kind of breezed out through part of that because I wasn't paying attention, but he, he called jumbos and what they said no or something? Yeah, I'm 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 also a little bit yeah. confused. I think he said he called jumbos. Mm. He offered them thirty thousand for two nights, so sixty thousand dollars, so sixty. Mm. And then he wants me to call and confirm it. Or something because I have contacts there or something. Yeah, I, I, but but I guess like uh, but he's down for doing this. Okay. If you're seriously down for doing yeah. this, which I highly doubt, um, you don't have to do two nights. I'm thinking one night would yeah, be well, nice. Yeah, why do we need? I don't need. Yeah, yeah, two nights is kind of excessive. I don't want to do two nights. Uh, but one night would be fine, <laughs> even though I highly doubt even that would happen at all. But yeah, I am totally down for you to rent out that place for one night. Mm. And you got to pay the strippers a lot. Maybe save the other thirty k just for the strippers, you know, just for the girls. And then, yeah, we'll like uh, we'll have a big party. We'll have a big party for all the sick and wrong fans. Yeah, I'm totally down with that. Batman villain, if you're really serious about it, um, send us an email: sickandwrongpodcast@hotmail.com. Uh, show us uh, show us some proof that you've actually rented out the place, and we'll 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 let you know. When episode six 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 will occur, and then you can book out the, the the you can book out the bar, and then we can make some real plans. Why are we giving money to strippers? Give money to me. <laughs> I'm fucking running out of money, guys. You know. Yeah, maybe maybe Harrison. Maybe maybe yeah. give the money to Harrison. You can do that. Uh, but no, I'm I'm actually I'm gonna call this guy's bluff here. Yeah. I don't think this is really going to happen. I want it to happen because that'd be a hell of a night. Wouldn't it would it? be. It'd be a hell of a night. It's right down the street from Harrison's house. Yeah. That'd be great. Just go over there and uh, have a big party. I'm kind of calling this bluff. Would you invite um, uh, Niggaface? Do you think he'd come out for it? I'd hope so. Although I'd hope he, so too. he might still be on probation. Oh, not allowed to leave the state. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But we can get all the characters in on this. I think this is a good idea. I You're think right. we should have a big episode 666 party at Jumbos. So uh, Batman villain, make this happen. If you're not lying about it, it'll probably the night will probably end with me being indicted for snapping Cali Bear's neck. <laughs> Most likely, 
I think I'm gonna write a my my first song off my new album. It's called Jew Without a House. Yeah, Jew Without a House. <laughs> Jew Without a House. Jew Without a House. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a very sad. It's gonna be a very emotional song. It'll be like an air supply song. Jew mm. Without a House. All right, Batman villain. I'm calling your bluff. Make this happen. Uh, people can call Sick Wrong Hotline 323-522-4032. We got a couple emails to uh, the uh, Hotmail, Sick Wrong Podcast, Hotmail.com address. Uh, the first one is about our Patreon page. Uh, I think this one's directed to you here, Harrison. Okay. He says, hey, you fucking douchebags. You're getting fat off Patreon money. But where's the next installment of co-hosts? Fuck off and die, please. And thank you, Matt. Fair, yeah, what, what gives? Fair enough, Matt. Fair enough, Matt. You know, yeah. Where is it? I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm how, going. I'm going away this week. I'll do it next week. How many right. chapters did you do in the first installment? I don't remember. There were a couple installments. There's five chapters up so far. All right. No. So there's five chapters mm-hmm. on the Patreon page. Uh, if you sign up for like the five dollar yeah. limit, right? The five dollar yeah. tier, you get access to it. Harrison's going to finish this just for yeah. you, Matt. It took me a while to do it in the beginning because I had to like get a new microphone and figure out how to record shit at my house but i got that shit on lockdown now so uh i'll, I'll finish the fu- and I, I, honestly i fucking by the time i did all that shit i fucking forgot about it so i'll do it all right stay tuned yeah um also uh, luke writes in he says hey d i really like that chapter you read out from the book man i bet you've seen and done some fucked up shit are you planning on doing the rest of the book on that Patreon? I'd love to get my ear holes around that, which is, that's just really weird. Mm. Isn't that kind of unsettling, ear mm. holes? Uh, keep classy, Luke. So, you know, I, honestly, I, I posted that first chapter of the book, and I'm going to make it make it available to uh, all patrons, actually, because I kind of want to get a little bit of feedback. Because I did, I recorded the book a while ago, but then as I was editing it, I was like, God, I hate the sound of my voice. Hmm. I just hate the sound of me narrating. And I, it just bothered me and I stopped. You, you know how it is? I think you're overly critical when you, uh, when you do your own work. Yes, and, think, and I think that stops a lot of people from putting things out there. So anyway, I put a chapter of the book on there. You can't make a whole housewife. I posted it to Patreon. Um, I'm going to make it, I think I just did it the $10, $10 tier, 10 and up. Uh, but I'll make it available to everybody else. But I want you, you know, with Patreon, you guys can comment. I don't know if people know that. Yeah. No Give one ever comments feedback. on stuff. Yeah. Whatever. So you can comment on it. You can let me know if it sucks mm. or if it's funny or if I should continue doing the rest of the book. I did do most of it. I just haven't edited it because it takes a long time to uh, do the audio book. But that was, I have two chapters that are completely edited and ready to be uh, published. So I will post another one eventually, but just listen to this first one and let me know what you think. Also, um, uh, Patreon is the best way to support the show. Oh, yes. It seriously is. You go to oh. patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Uh, we post bonus content every week. We do uh, one extra story and three extra phone calls every week. And then Harrison also has, uh, we've been posting outtakes and videos. Uh, you just did an outtake this week of an IMDb mm. review. Mm. Dramatic reading of an IMDb review. That's right. Which we're going to be posting soon. It's quite something. So all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong, sign up to become a patron, and then you can access all this free content. Uh, we appreciate you supporting the show. Also, you can buy sick and wrong merch at the Red Bubble store, uh, sick and slash store. Just click on the picture of the Pope and you can buy some merch. Uh, finally, here, sick and wrong song of the week. This came in from Ellie. She says, Happy birthday, D. Since you went to Nashville, Play this cover of Jackson 
by the hillbilly moon explosion with Sparky from Demented Argo. Um, yeah. You know, I, it's it's Jackson. I'm glad they because I was getting around asking for the same thing. I'm glad somebody <laughs> finally did. You know me. that song Jackson by yeah. Johnny Cash yes. and June Carter Cash yeah. duet. So this is uh, kind of like a psychobilly band, Demented Argo, but mm-hmm. they're they're Swedish with uh, the Hillbilly Moon Explosion, who I'd never heard of before. Uh, she also says, uh, "Did you go to the Ryman?" I actually did. I went and saw the Grand Ole Opry at the Ryman. Which is a weird experience. Hmm. You ever heard of that place, the Ryman? It's where like Johnny Cash did his show and the Grand Ole Opry, all the a lot of all the famous like golden era country people perform okay. there. Okay. I um, mean acoustically it's amazing. And so they still do concerts there. I mean they have good bands that play too, like Melvin and things like that. But uh the Grand Ole Opry play, plays there I think during the winter, like every Friday night. And so uh, my girlfriend got us tickets for that and we went to the show. I didn't know any of the bands. And I think if you're a big country person you'd have fucking lost your shit because there were like three dudes just kind of randomly showed up and I'd never heard of it in this contemporary country, which I consider to be the special Olympics in music. Mm. Um, But as soon as these guys got up, I can't even, I don't even know their names, but as soon as they they got up on stage, everybody started videotaping, you know, taping it, videoing with their phones, freaking out and Mm. screaming because they were like doing songs. Kind of lost on me. But acoustically, the place is kind of cool. They did have a uh, an old bluegrass band that I thought was kind of cool. Mm. But all in all, I was like, eh, don't really care that much about it. But apparently at the Ryman, um, it's one of the, the, the best venues to see a show. Yeah. And so like, yeah, like they do have like the Melvins play there and like different bands that come through town. So yeah, I did get, get, I did get to check out the Ryman. Thank you, Ellie, for that. And yeah, we're going to end the show here with uh, uh, Jackson by the Hillbilly Moon Explosion with Sparky from Dominator Go. Uh, here's hoping the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Fuck the Patriots. Are you going to be watching? Are you going to watch the Super Bowl? No, I'm going to be out on an airplane, dude. Oh, yeah. Wait, you're going to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might get there by the time it's on. But you, you know, I don't give, give a, a shit. shit. Yeah. I don't care. I'm surprised because you're from fucking that area. You don't like the Patriots? Um, bip, 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 bip. You know what? I, I legally am obligated to support the Patriots. I hate that But team. I don't like Tom Brady and, you know. There's a uh, video that was going around that, that kind of came somewhat controversial. It's, Brady does all this weird shit, like yeah. to warm up and for like his uh, physical fitness regimes and things like that. So there's a, a video of him shirtless, like laying on like a yoga mat, yoga table, and they're like massaging every muscle and doing all this stuff. Like three people working on him, and his son, mm-hmm. who's got to be like maybe nine or ten, comes over. An open mouth, like kisses him on the lips for like a good twenty seconds. Okay, it's not open mouth. Is it open mouth? I, it looked like it. Okay, maybe okay, maybe not twenty seconds, maybe ten seconds. Yeah. But it's fucking weird, though. Okay, isn't that weird? I'd have to see it for myself, and I won't because I don't want to. To decide, you might see it on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So anyway, everybody's like, it's fucking weird and gross and blah blah blah. But you know, a lot of parents do that. Yeah. Like, they, like the rabbi used to give me a kiss. Like he, the rabbi is more of like a kiss on the cheek kind of guy, mm. which is fine. But yeah, like I don't know. Are you supposed to kiss your kids on the lips? Like, did your parents do that? I don't think so. Maybe that explains a lot, Harrison. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, Tom Brady's kids are going to be a well-adjusted human being, not like a drug-addicted podcaster who's unemployed. It's very possible. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, you can see that video online. Apparently, it's controversial. But anyway, fuck the Patriots. I hope they lose tomorrow night. Yeah. But if you're going to be uh, watching the Super Bowl, be safe. Don't drink and drive. We'll be back next week with episode 621. Till then, take a sleazy. <laughs>